Thanks for joining us on the Southside Church Podcast. We seek to build real followers of Jesus, so we hope that you find this message both encouraging and insightful. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, my name's Jeff Williams. I'm the lead pastor here at Southside Church, and uh, just excited to be able to hang out with you for a little while today. Love to invite you, if you live in our area, to come and join us uh, on a Sunday morning. Come and make uh, a visit at Southside in one of our two locations in uh, South Jackson County in a community we called Redstone or in Commerce, Georgia at the Tanger Outlet Malls. And those are two great locations locations that uh, God has given us and is allowing us to reach into our communities to accomplish vision and mission. And mission is simply to build real followers of Jesus Christ. And we ha- we believe that happens when you know God personally, when you find community in a local biblical assembly, just a local biblical community in a, in a church, God-centered small groups and, and serve teams. We, that, that helps you to grow deeper in your faith. And then that leads to making disciples because that's what Jesus called us to do. And that leads to our vision. We want to make it real easy to go to heaven from right here in Northeast Georgia. And I'm just thankful that you would join us today as we talk about finding community and wrap up a series where we've been walking through Romans chapter 12 and talking about it this way, framing it like this, calling it the we factor. Because most people, I don't know if I can say most people, but a lot of people live me-centered. We live a me-centered life, and, and that happens a lot when life gets turned upside down. When, 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 when the we gets turned upside down, you get a me. And, 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 and when life gets difficult and hard, it's easy to be inward-focused, me-focused. But something happens when we allow God to take access and ownership of our life. He, through his son Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit, he flips that me upside down to a we again. And we get the we factor, the transforming power of biblical community. And transformation is more than just a minor shift. It is a complete alteration. And so Paul says this in the beginning of Romans 12. He says, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, and I'd much rather it be the mercy of God than the wrath of God because God is merciful. He is not a God of wrath. He is God. He is a holy God, but he's a merciful, loving God, and he wants you to know him. And so by the mercies of God, Paul said, I urge you to present, to offer your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. We can talk about what that is, a living sacrifice. Thank God it's not a dead sacrifice. That's over. In the Old Testament system, in the Old Testament law, it was about dead sacrifices or bringing a sacrifice to God, and it was, it, it, it was something that you gave. And it was gone. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice by giving his life on a cross so that you and I wouldn't have to be dead sacrifices. We could be living sacrifices where we live to the glory of God. And he said, this is holy and pleasing to God. If you want to know how to please a holy God, then offer your body to him as a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. And then he tells you how. The first part, Romans 1 through 11, is all about information, and then 12 through 16 is about application. So you get the whys of Christianity first, then Paul leads us into the hows of Christianity. And Romans 12 is a very, very applicable how chapter. He spells it out so clear. He says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this age, 
Instead, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you conform to something, you're really not putting a lot of effort into it. It doesn't just happen, but you're, it's, it's just kind of a natural thing. When you transform your mind, it's something you're putting effort, work into. You're working to allow something new to happen in your life. And so here, Paul says, be transformed. Let it start in your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. See, the night before Jesus' crucifixion, he gave a new command to his followers. And this is what he said. He said, love one another radically. He said, love one another radically, a love that is not dependent on the merits of the receiver. He said, it's, it's, it's not based on what somebody else has done for you. I want you to love so radically that there is such a difference in you, between you and the entire world. I want them to see a love that is so radical, so powerful, that it's not based on the merits of others. It is simply coming from something that is springing up inside of you, something life altering. That's the evidence Jesus said that you are my disciple is when you love others and not based on what they have done to you, good or bad. When we talk about living sacrifice, it doesn't, he's not talking about making a sacrifice for sin anymore. Paul is talking about making a sacrifice for service, to serve him that first of all comes from a heart that is pure and a mind that is ready to do God's good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so my question to you today, this one's not easy. This one is extremely difficult to go through. How do you react when someone disappoints you, when someone lets you down, or someone treats you unfairly? Are you a fight person or a flight person? Do you stand and fight back or do you run away? Because we'll fit in probably one of those two categories. I'll add a third one. How do you react? We'll ask it again. When someone disappoints you, lets you down, or treats you unfairly, are you a fight person, a flight person, or are you a forgiving person? See, today we're going to talk about how do we conquer evil. This is what we see in Romans 12. We'll begin in verse 9. This is what Paul is writing to us, very applicable to our life. He says, love, true love, biblical love, godly love, unconditional love, gospel-centered love must be without hypocrisy. That means take off the mask. The word hypocrisy is a word that references an actor with a mask on. He says, love must be without the mask. Take the mask off, number one. Number two, he says, detest evil and cling to what is good. How do I detest evil and cling to good? Well, I got to know the difference between good and evil, and I find that in God's word. And so I have to go there because it's a place that is true for all people at all places and all times. He says, show family affection to one another with brotherly affection or brotherly love. He's talking about that in the context of the biblical community. Treat your brothers and sisters in Christ like you would affect like a family. Show them affection with brotherly love. Outdo one another in showing them honor. Treat them better than you would desire to be treated yourself. He then says, do not lack diligence. Do not lack passion 
He says, don't lag behind in passion. Stir the flame, the fire of God in your life that comes from his word, prayer, worship, serving, giving, just being in a part of a growing community. He says, be fervent in the spirit of God. Eagerly follow the Holy Spirit. Pursue him passionately. Serve the Lord, he says. He says, rejoice in hope. Be patient in affliction. Be persistent in prayer. In other words, be joyful, be patient, be persistent, don't give up. He says, share with the needs of the saints that they have and then pursue hospitality. See, verses 9 through 13, verses 9 through 13 show us how to love when our relationships are healthy. What we're going to talk about today in verses 14 through 21 is how we're called to love when our relationships are are broken. And so what does that look like? Are you a fight person, a flight person, or are you a forgiving person? This is what Paul says. Number one, he says, repay evil with good. I'm out. That's it. I'm over. I'm cutting it off, turning you off. I'm not doing it. Okay. That's the way we do a lot of times. We don't want to repay good with, or we don't want to repay evil with good. We want to repay evil with evil. We want to go straight to the Old Testament, and we want to live under the Old Testament. It says, enough for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth, and I want that one. You know, that's the one I want. I'm going to get mine. We don't mind living in the Old Testament that way, but then we also probably don't want to go back to the Old Testament law of, of living the way they lived either. But here, Paul says, repay evil with good. He says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. The word bless means to eulogize someone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's saying something kind about someone. Someone in my position doing a funeral, uh, sometimes I, I, I loved, I, I don't like, I don't love doing funerals, but there are funerals that I've had to do where you have to be real creative in the good that you find to say about somebody. Okay, you don't, you, you don't want to stand up and say they're a terrible person. They did this, they did that, they did that. When you bless them, when you eulogize someone, you're, you're looking for the good and you're speaking well of them. He says, so bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. The Roman people during the days of Paul, they were some of the most heavily persecuted people in the history of Christianity. They are some of, they, they experienced some of the most difficult times that anyone else could. And a lot of the followers in the early church were from a lower class of citizens. And so they understood persecution like no one else. And it wasn't just somebody speaking evil of them. It generally brought physical persecution. I mean, people losing their life, people being torn apart, beaten, just abused physically in ways you can't even imagine. And so they experienced it firsthand. He says, rejoice with those who rejoice. He said, if somebody's happy, if they're, enjoy, if they're joyful, he says, rejoice with them. Celebrate with them. Don't try to one-up them. Don't try to get the better of them. Be genuinely happy for that person. He says, weep with those who weep. He said, when someone's struggling and they're weeping, he said, be there for them in their time of need. When you 
when you when you look at these these verses and we see what Paul is saying, he's saying, listen, I don't want you to repay evil for evil. I want you to repay evil with good. The believer who seeks to obey God is going to have enemies. A famous preacher, his name was Dwight L. Moody. He said this in one of his sermons. He's preaching a sermon about the Lord Jesus after his resurrection, giving instructions to Peter. And this is what he said to Peter. He said, go find the man who thrust his spear into my side while I was on the cross and tell tell him there's a much quicker way to my heart. He said, Peter, go find the man who made the crown of thorns and thrust them down on my head and tell him that if he will give his life to me and trust me, I'll give him a crown of life. I mean, on the cross, Jesus prayed for those people who were, uh, who were the ones responsible for everything. He said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they are doing. See, when you and I forget that you and I are sinners, it's difficult to forgive others. When we forget, when you forget that you're a sinner, it's so difficult. When you remove yourself from from the fact that you and I are sinners, we are dirty, rotten, no good sinners, not deserving of any grace, not deserving of any mercy, not deserving of any heaven, of any eternal life that is found with God. When we get away from that, when we forget that we're sinners who have been saved by the grace of God, man, it's difficult to forgive others. Paul said, how do you conquer evil? You got to repay evil with good. It's not easy, but he said, this is how you do it. Number two, he says, remember the gospel. So when I'm struggling with repaying evil for good or with good, I've got to remember the gospel. I mean, think about it. Think about when somebody, when somebody, I mean, for me, if you want to know, right, it's difficult for me. Here's one of the real ways it's difficult for me every day is traffic. It's traffic is so difficult. It is so hard. I remember one time we were coming to church. We a, a car pulled out in front of us. I was running late. My family's with me. She pulled right out in front of me. And then I she just poked along all the way to the end of the road. And I got right up on her bumper and all behind her. I'm like, I can't believe this. I can't do it. I can't believe this. I said, I'm going to blow my horn. Candy said, you don't have to blow your horn. She sees you. She turned the way we went. I went up and got beside her. I looked and I had to wave. You know why? Because she was coming to church and I knew her. (laughs) You know, good thing I didn't kind of give her any symbols that day. Sometimes you want to give people a salute in traffic. I would recommend you shoot them a turkey. You know, that's kind of the way that goes. But but in all of those things, instead instead of looking to do that, why don't we Why don't we just think about this? I just, Lord, bless them in the name of Jesus. (laughs) It's repaying evil with good, and they didn't even mean to do it. He says, remember the gospel. The gospel. What is the gospel? He, God, made the one Jesus who did not know sin 
to be sin for us so that we might be made right with God through Christ. He said, remember the gospel. Be in agreement with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. When I read verse 16 and I I picture it in light of the gospel, the first person I'm going to think about is Jesus. It doesn't mean I have to be on the same page with everybody, but, but Paul says, look for ways to agree. Look for ways to find common ground. He says, don't be proud. Don't be haughty. Don't be, don't, don't be above anybody else. Don't stick your nose up in the air. He said, instead, associate with humble people. Associate with people that, that, that get life, that, that, are, that are down to earth, that truly understand the, what, that just, just living life and the difficulties and problems of life. He says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't be wise in your own estimation. See, pride has no place in the Christian life. Jesus treated the woman at the well the same way a Samaritan woman, a woman of a hated race that the Jews despised. Jesus treated her the same way with dignity and passion, compassion, as he did with Nicodemus, one of the wealthiest, most influential people in the Jewish community. He treated the man that was, that was demon possessed in Mark chapter five and was an outcast of society no different than the woman who touched his garment a day later with a, a, a health issue or the synagogue ruler named Jairus who his daughter was dying and was waiting on Jesus. He treated them all the same. See, there is a difference between sharing sharing in the offense of the cross and being an offensive person. The cross was an offensive thing done to the Savior. And Jesus didn't tell us, if you want to be my disciple, go pick up a cross and throw it at somebody else. He said, no, go pick up your cross daily, deny yourself, and follow me. Deny the things that the fleshly nature wants to do to somebody else. He says, instead, live humbly in harmony with others. Approach every situation where you might be wronged with the awareness of what the gospel says about your own sin. See, I would tell you this, when you struggle with forgiveness, go to the cross. When you struggle with forgiveness, go to the cross. Go to the cross. Is this, I mean, this is, this is about every person. This hits us all because every person struggles in some way, in some place with forgiveness. Well, when you find yourself struggling with forgiveness, go to the cross. Number three, he says, stay off of the judge's bench because you don't belong there. This is what he says. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Remember, he's already told us, repay evil with good. He says, but don't repay anyone evil for evil. Try Try, I love that. I love that he says, give it your best effort to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. Give your best effort. 
Are you giving your best effort today with that family member, with that friend, with that coworker, with that used to be friend, with whatever it is, that foe in your life? Are we doing the best that we can? He says, if it's possible on your part, it's not about their part, it's about your part. Live at peace with everyone. He says, friends, do not avenge yourselves. He said, don't seek revenge or vengeance for a wrong done to you. Instead, leave room for God's wrath. He said, you're not the judge. You're not the jury. God doesn't need your help. God is God. You be you. You let him be God and you be his follower. When you look at this passage and you see what he's saying, he says, the, Paul says, the gospel sends people into the world to love as we have been loved. That also means loving people who are difficult to love back. I mean, you want to look at that? Go to a marriage. <laughs> if marriages can work, anything can. I mean, when that kind, when those two people come together, it is so difficult to learn how to work together to make differences work. And some don't make it. But the ones that do and that celebrate 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years and beyond, it's because they've learned, whether they realize it or not, principles like this. Paul said, Live, leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, vengeance belongs to God. God said, vengeance is mine. I will repay, and I love the King James Version, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> that, just sounds, that just sounds stronger, doesn't it? Instead of says the Lord, thus saith the Lord. God said, if it's worth repaying, I got it. You don't worry about it. It's a heavy burden to, and price to pay and carry to sit in the judge's seat. And God said, you simply can't do it. It's just too big for you. The chair of justice is too big for you. You may think you want it, but you don't. God said, leave it in my hands. I don't, I'm not a Pepsi guy. I'm a Coke guy. Okay, in, the, in, in, in Georgia, at least in Northeast Georgia, if you were to come to our house and we ask you if you want something, if we're going to ask you if you want a soda or a pop drink or something like that, we don't do that. We say, do you want a Coke? And then we'll ask, do you want Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, Sprite, whatever. That's just the way we roll, okay? That's the way it happens out here in the South. But, but, but if you were to take Coke, drink a can or a bottle of Coke, and then, don't go to the bathroom for 36 hours, all right? That's not possible, I don't think. You're gonna, you're, that's not going to happen. But if it were to stay in your stomach for 36 hours, the acid in that Coke would eat the lining of your stomach. Yuck. It would destroy your insides within 36 hours. See, we would never leave Coke in our system for 36 hours, but yet we'll leave bitterness in our system for days, weeks, months, and years on end. And if the acid from Coke will destroy the lining of our stomach, the acid from bitterness and unforgiveness will destroy our lives. And so finally, Paul says, simply go to the cross. Go to the cross. 
go to the cross. Say that with me. Say, go to the cross. Paul said, but if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. He says, for in doing so, you will be heaping fiery coals on his head. Okay, now that's where we like to live. We're like, uh-huh, that's what I'm talking about. Bring on him fiery coals. Bring on him hot coals, baby. Let me pour them on his head. No, 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 no. Again, again, that's a God thing if the Lord does that. And if he does, if he does, so be it. If he doesn't, well, that's cool too. But he says here, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And then he ends by saying, do not be conquered by evil. See, conquered is a military term. To be conquered in a military setting, it, 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 it just, it means, it means that, that you have overcome or overpowered something. Do not be conquered by evil. Do not let evil overcome you or overpower you. Instead, conquer evil with good. Conquer evil with good. See, the pattern here, the pattern to follow is not to defend your life, but to give your life. The pattern here is not to defend ourselves, it's not to fight, it's not to flight, it's to forgive. And in order to be forgiven, or to forgive, we've got to first understand what it means to be forgiven. <laughs> it's, it's, see, it's learning a new word. It's learning a new F word. We say that word, sometimes people think of a four-letter word. Today I'm going to give you a seven-letter word. F-O-R-G-I-V-E. The other, the other word doesn't help us a lot when we get angry. This one does. This one changes our life. The pattern to follow is not to defend your life, it's to give it. See, it's only through faith in what God has done. What God has done. God's done is what fuels our do. God's done what he's done, it fuels our do. That we are empowered in how we should live our life. Today, Please know that when you fight evil with evil, you lose. But when you fight evil with grace and love, well, that's where you win. And I believe God wants you to win. He wants you to win in eternity, and he wants you to win right now. And I don't know what, who has, has hurt you in some way, but all of us deal with it. And I don't know how to, how to let go of it other than, first of all, giving it to the Lord and forgiving that person. And don't just say, God, forgive them. Use their name. God, forgive this person. Or, God, I forgive this person. God, I forgive Jeff for what he said, even though he may not even know he said it. God, I ask you to forgive. I forgive him. Even though I didn't do anything wrong in my eyes, God, I forgive him. And when I see him, God, when I see her, when I encounter those people, may I respond with the kindness of the grace of God, 
rather than anything that the enemy would want me to do. That's my prayer for you today. Listen, the best place to begin in this is a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you, if you don't know forgiveness, there's no way possible that you can truly forgive. And so the best place to begin is with forgiveness from God. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, pray this with me today. Believe this in your heart, confess this with your mouth, and say, God, Father God, I believe in you. And I believe that you love me so much that you sent your son to be my savior. Say to Jesus, Jesus, I believe in you. And I'm asking you today to forgive me for my sin by your grace. Restore me to you. Jesus, be the savior and Lord of my life. I am ready today. I'm ready to forgive. I'm ready to follow you. I'm ready to say yes to you today. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that with me, please let me know today. Please let us know at the end of this feed. Let us know, respond to us and say, listen, I said yes today and let us help you get started. Come visit with us at one of our two locations and let's grow deeper and find community and grow as a disciple of Jesus together. I hope to see you one day soon. God bless you. Have a great day. If you made that decision today to say, yes, I do want to choose Jesus. I do want to acknowledge him as my personal Lord and Savior. Congratulations. We could not be more excited for you. And we want to help you in that process and answer any questions that you might have and provide you resources. To do that, simply text Jesus, that's J-E-S-U-S, to 706-449-0870. And one of our pastors on staff will be in touch with you because we want to help you as you walk out your faith. If you thought, you know what, I would like to contribute to all that God is doing in and through Southside. I would like to partner with Him. You can do that in three simple ways. First, you can text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 706-449-0870. Secondly, you can do it on the Southside app in the Give tab. Lastly, Southside.online. You can do it through the Give section on our website. Thank you so much for being here with us today, and we hope you have a great rest of your week.